Oh, baby, please come <laughs> home. Brilliant. There you go. Kick it off. It's the Christmas show. December 23rd, Kenny. You excited? I'm very excited, yeah. Excited on a few different fronts. Yes, wrapped up the old work yesterday and now oh, off good. for a little while. I'm looking forward nice. to it. You have the whole week off, do you? And the whole week off, yeah. Oh, so that'd be lovely. Yeah, to do a little bit around the place. Yeah. Well, Merry Christmas to you too. A very happy Christmas and to all got, our listeners. You, and You got to see the Sligo lights last week I for did a bit. indeed, Josh. It was lovely to get home and see the lights. It's only mm. the second time in almost 30 years, for yeah. God's sake. Is that it, yeah. Second yeah. time in 30 years. Yeah, crazy, isn't it? With the hokey. All right. Well, sure, there you go. But uh, it was lovely now to see the family and yeah. see the lights of Sligo all lit up. Yourself, yeah. And you Very took a lovely Christmas picture of the the caravans there in Sligo for me. With, with the Christmas indeed. lights you on got to see them in great. all their glory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we were in all our glory last night. And a big shout out to our, our good friends, um, the Monaghans, for, for joining us last night for a few um, libations. Yes, indeed. Across it was the great city. to see them. And uh, Mr. Donnelly. For his uh, very thoughtful gifts of uh, <laughs> secondhand books, exactly, and yeah. uh, we got a golf tee from Charlie Dooley. That was very nice, wasn't it? Oh, sure, <laughs> just you got you get I to mean, use oh. that once, <laughs> and then it's gone. <laughs> yes, we had a great whole night. Anyway, we did. so we're a little we bit did. seedy this morning, but we're still we're good. And uh, I'll tell you, snuggle up to the radio now this morning because we got some fine tunes lined up. And uh, stay off the roads. The roads are dreadful oh, now. The roads are bad now. Yeah, yeah. Bad if you now. don't have to go out, stay at home today. Yeah, get up in beside that radio now. That's and, it. Um, listen, uh, we have a, a fantastic show lined up. I posted on our social media uh, a couple of days ago that we would have an announcement today that uh, Cormac Monaghan is going to be calling in here. He's en route to Ottawa. Yes. The poor fella. In this, got the uh, family all packed up. A, a long drive for him, but hopefully he's still within range. So he's going to call in and he's going to be announcing the uh, Ireland Person of the Year, Ken. So I'm very excited about this. Looking forward to that. And um, You haven't and told me, so I'm really excited. I have not told you. I have not told you. And uh, and the incumbent uh, will... Um, the winner will likely call us later on in the show as oh, well. Sure, that's great. So it'd be great, great to we have a little chat later that. on in the show. Excellent. Um, yeah. So we're, um, you know, this, you, usually we can burn like five minutes chatting about sport, but um, the only sport we can really talk about is your lads had an old uh, a, a thriller yesterday against Arsenal, a three-three draw. Thriller in London. Yeah. There's no rugby going on. There's no, There's no golf. Go definitely no golf going no on. GA today. going on. Nothing. Yeah, it's quiet. It's quiet. And thank you very much for the gift you got me, uh, the, uh, the the Gooch autobiography. That's I right up my alley. Yeah, yeah, I figured you'd be excited about that. Very right. excited. I can't wait to start it. And I didn't read it yet either, so. <laughs> Good man yourself. So maybe when you're done with it, you can <laughs> lend it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give that a try, all right. Yeah, we'll see what And happens. we were in all of our glory with our new T-shirts last night oh, as well. Oh, you did a great job on the T-shirts. Yeah. We'll have to yours, post them, will we? Yours is the best one. We'll post them. I'll yeah. put them up on social media. Yeah. We had a good photograph, I think, of the four of us with them on. <laughs> we sure did. Very nice. I don't know. If, can we even say what's on mine? Yeah, you can. It's can a we? small bike looking up at a big bike. And it's saying, you big ride you. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's the best yeah, It's very good. I like it. And mine says, who said mass? Yeah. And that nobody got our shirts at all. No. no there wasn't one Irish. Canadian that we asked yeah. who got them. Yeah. Well. I like Charlie's. <laughs> Charlie's, Charlie's in particular is not that intuitive. Uh, his said Biffo. There you go. Yeah. Suits him right down to the ground. Yeah, absolutely. So, come here. What kind of a did you Christmas the whole show? Christmas the whole show. Nothing and else. No Joe. 
No, no Joe. Joe singing Christmas songs, I'm sorry. But you played them a, f- I did a get load a Joe there CD now. as well, by you the way. You did? From Dermot Donnelly. Yeah. yeah. So I shouldn't be too hard on them. I'd for said there's going to be a show coming up, but it'll be nothing but that CD. Ja- there'll be a month coming up. January will be Joe month. <laughs> well, I hope you're all excited about Christmas out there, folks, the way we are. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. And it's going to be white. It's going to be white. Definitely is. And selection boxes oh, will be pulled selection out. Selection boxes. Potato yeah. went down well last night. Oh, that was, br- that was the Uber. best cab driver I've ever <laughs> cab drive I've ever had. A bag of potatoes got thrown at me in the back seat. <laughs> it didn't have a chance. It did, did not have a chance. No, <laughs> but it was quite enough out in the town there now last night. I have to say, maybe the weather had something to do with it. But maybe, yeah. yeah. Good crowd of PJs now, and as usual, the Quins took care of us. They looked did indeed. It's very nice to see them all out there, out out in their in their glory. Yeah, all the lads in there, JP looking well, serving up. Nice creamy pints and some of that lovely Hop House 13. Brilliant. Huh? We were knocking <laughs> them back like crazy. <laughs> we were. Yeah, we are. Right, we're going Good. with a bit we're of music here. A bit of Christmas music. What have we got? Uh, what have we got to kick it off here? You know, this is one that uh, Eamon used to play all the time too. And mm-hmm. uh, Silent Night in 1915. Yes. Huh? You know, I played that last week as well. You didn't. Did, yeah. Were you not listening? I wasn't. I did listen last week. Yeah. Sure, I was listening from Slide. And you played it. Did indeed. Yeah. Should I not play it then? You should play it again. It's all a right. brilliant song. Here we go. Yeah, Christmas show ended. There's an old song coming on, isn't there? Yeah, um, this one, um, it was Con O'Connell that sent us this one, Ken. I don't know if you remember or not, but um, Connell's a fierce man. He'd be, be always kind of dialing us into the right kind of the right kind of tunes to be playing. So. Right. And Fair um, play to him. I know, I don't, do you remember who's singing this one or no? I don't. We'll get on to the, get the listeners to give us that now in a second. For when darkness fell, it was Christmas night, the greatest night of all the year. We young lads would be up at the crack of dawn that morning to have the house ready for the night. Berry Holly would have to be cut and brought in to deck out the windows, the top of the dresser, along the back of the settle and the clevy. We'd bring in Ivy too and put a sprig of laurel behind the pictures above the lintel of the door and around the fireplace. But we wouldn't overdo it, or if we did, my mother would make us cut it down a bit, reminding us that she'd like to feel that she was in her own house for Christmas and not in the middle of a wood. Well, the transformation we could bring about in the kitchen with all that greenery. But we weren't finished yet. The Christmas candles would have to be prepared. These candles were of white tallow, as thick as the handle of a spade, and nearly as tall. In some houses, they'd scoop out a hole in a big turnip, and they'd put the candle sitting into that. A big crock we'd use, we'd put the candle standing into it, and then we'd pack it around with sand. And when the candle was firm in position, we'd spike sprigs of holly or laurel into the sand about the candle. And we'd have colored paper, too, to put around the outside of the clock to take the bare look off it. With that same colored paper, the girls in the family, if they were anywhere handy, could make paper flowers to decorate the holly. Then what would cap it all is if you had a length of young ivy and spiral it up around the candle. It looked lovely. That done, we'd go through the same maneuver until there was a candle in a crock for every window in the house. 
Then we'd be praying for night to fall, for you couldn't see the right effect until the candles were lit. That honor of lighting the candles would fall to the youngest in the house. My father would lift him up, saying, In Animanar, in the name of the Father and of the Son. And when the child had blessed himself, he would put the lighting spill to the candle. And from that candle, the other candles would be lit. And we'd be half daft with excitement, enjoying the great blaze of light. There was no electricity at that time. Running from the rooms to the kitchen and out into the yard to see what the effect was like from the outside. Then, when we'd get tired of looking at the candles on our own windows, we'd turn and try to name the neighbors' houses as the bunches of lights came on. Two windows here and three windows there, across the dark countryside and way up to the foot of the hills. And as sure as anything, someone would be late, and we'd rush into my mother saying, Faithin, there's no light on yet in Kelly's. Go down on your knees, my mother would say. Well, the time she'd pick for it, just as the salt lean was ready, and the white onion sauce, and the potato steaming over the fire. Ah, but I suppose there'd be no religion in the world only for the women. The wives driving their husbands out to confession, up to the altar rails and down on their knees to say the rosary. My father is mined a thousand miles away doing eleven Hail Marys to the decade and twelve Hail Marys to the decade. And my mother saying, glory, Ned, and he taking that for encouragement and doing thirteen to the decade. The rosary in our house didn't end at five decades, not at all. After the Hail Holy Queen, my mother would branch into the trimmings. Come, Holy Ghost, send down those beams which sweetly flow in silent streams. My mother would pray for everyone, in sickness and in need. She'd pray for the poor souls and the sinful souls as was at that very moment trembling before the judgment seat above. She'd pray for the sailor on the sea, protect him from the tempest and bring him safely home. She'd pray for the lone traveler on the highway and of course she'd pray for our immigrants. And last of all, she would pray for the members of her own family. God bless and save us all. St. Patrick, Bridget and Columkill guard each wall. May the Queen of Heaven and the angels bright keep us in our house from all harm this night. Our knees would be aching as we got up off the floor. And it would take my father a while to get the prayer arch out of his back. Well, we wouldn't be sitting down to the supper when my mother had blessed herself again. A preliminary to grace before meals. And you could hardly blame my father for losing his patience. Is it in a monastery we are, he'd say? Haven't we done enough praying for one night? After the supper, there was Christmas cake for anyone with a sweet tooth. My father would never look at the Christmas cake. His eye would be on the big earthenware jar at the bottom of the kitchen, and it would be a great relief to him when my mother would say to us, Go out there, one of you, and tell the neighboring men to come in for a while. That was the custom that night for near neighbors to visit each other's houses. In a while's time, the men had come, and at the first lag in the conversation, my father would take the cork off the jar, and he'd fill out drinks for everyone. And the men, you know, uh, by the way, not noticing what was going on. And then when they'd get the glasses, very surprised, they'd say, 
What's this? Uh, what's this for? Go on and take it, my father would say. It is Christmas night and more look to us. Then the men's faces would light up, and lifting their glasses high, they'd begin a chorus of, Happy Christmas, Ned. Happy Christmas, everyone. And the same to Emen, my father would answer. May we all be alive again this time twelve months. And my mother, who was never very happy in the presence of strong drink, would direct her gaze in the direction of the Christmas candle and say, The grace of God to us all. The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and P.J. O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. Now, sure, I was only having you on there with that other uh, piece. That was, uh, of course, the old Shanachie himself, uh, Eamon Kelly. Yes. And a great old Christmas story there, wasn't it? Brilliant. Yeah. Huh? yeah. So you have to have that on. Well, well, listen, from one great storyteller to another, it's off to Ottawa to get the news from Desmond Devoy. Good morning, Des. Good morning, lads. Uh, thank you so much for playing the Shanachie. That brings back so many great memories. And good morning, folks. Desmond Devoy here with the Christmas edition of the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. Here are the top stories that are making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning. Ireland has voted against the United States' decision to move its embassy in Israel from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Ireland joined 128 other countries in the vote at the United Nations General Assembly this week in voting for the resolution calling on the Trump administration to drop its recognition of Jerusalem as Israel's capital. There were nine votes against and 35 countries, including Canada, abstained. 21 countries did not cast a vote. The Department of Foreign Affairs in Dublin told the Irish Independent that, a vote, quote, that their vote was, quote, in line with our established position on the issue. The statement also said that a resolution to the Middle East situation should include agreement for Jerusalem to be the capital of both Israel and a future Palestinian state. In legal news this morning, a jury at the inquest into the killing of five members of the Haw family in County Cavan has ruled that Clodagh Haw and her three sons, Liam, 13, Neil, 11, and Ryan, 6, were, quote, unlawfully killed by Alan Haw, who then killed himself. The ruling this week also found that Alan was, quote, concerned at the prospect of his marriage ending and that he had been suffering from, quote, severe mental illness for several years, according to consultant forensic psychiatrist Professor Harry Kennedy of the Central Mental Hospital. The murders took place on August 26, 2016, near Bally James Duff. The two-day hearing was held at the Calvin Courthouse and was led by coroner Dr. Mary Flanagan. The sitting heard that the killings were premeditated and ca calculated, with Alan killing his wife and eldest son first because they were most likely to offer resistance. Alan had been receiving counselling from psychotherapist David McConnell ten times from March to June 2016, but McConnell said that Alan had never expressed suicidal thoughts or any intention to harm himself or others, and that if he had, he would have been duty-bound to report them to the authorities. If you are dealing with depression or domestic abuse or know someone who is in crisis, 
Our Toronto listeners can call the Toronto Distress Centre hotline at 416-408-4357. That's 416-408-4357. Our Calgary listeners can call 403-266-4357. That's 403-266-4357. Well, in political news this week, it was the tweet that may have cost Sean Gallagher the 2011 presidential election. Long before Donald Trump rocked the vote with his Twitter tirades, Gallagher was the independent candidate that was leading the pack heading into the weekend before that year's vote. Then came a tweet read out by host Pat Kenny during a live televised debate on the Frontline program the Monday before Election Day, which saw his campaign implode. This week, RTE apologized to the businessman and paid him, quote, substantial damages, according to the station. Gallagher began proceedings against the station in 2013. Kenny read out a tweet from an account he believed at the time to be linked to Gallagher's Sinn Féin opponent, the late Martin McGuinness. It turned out that the account was not an official McGuinness campaign account. In the High Court this week, lawyer Paul Gallagher read out an apology on behalf of RTE in which the station admitted it failed to comply with its duties under the Broadcast Act and that it should have verified the tweet first. It added that it should not have broadcast the tweet and that when it became clear that it was false, it should have corrected its mistake, and it had failed its obligations to Gallagher, saying its production felt significantly short of the standards expected by the public and under the law. And another update on a court case we brought you recently, again involving RTE. Sports producer Kieran Creven, 55, pled guilty at the Leeds Crown Court in England on Monday to grooming and trying to incite a child to engage in sexual activity. He was arrested and charged last month. The offences took place between July and November of this year. He'll be sentenced this coming February 12th. Creven was arrested after he was detained by a vigilante group calling itself Predator Exposure, who communicated with him online, pretending to be a 13-year-old child, when, in fact, they were adults. He was released on bail on conditions and is currently suspended from his role as a television sports producer. Well, finally from us this week, two men got married in Dublin this week. Well, no news there, since Ireland legalized gay marriage in a referendum in 2015. Here's the twist. Neither of them are gay. Father of three, Michael O'Sullivan, 58, married his best friend, Matt Murphy, 85, at the registrar's office, Lower Grand Canal Street, on Friday afternoon. The two men were tying the knot to avoid paying inheritance taxes, according to the Irish Independent. The two men are platonic friends, and it was decided that Michael will inherit Matt's home in Stony Batter, North County, Dublin, when he dies. Michael told the newspaper that he was homeless, sleeping in his car, and Matt needed someone to move into his home and act as a carer, as he was losing his sight. Matt told Matthew that he could not afford to pay him, but that he could look after him, and he would get the house as payment when Matt died. There's a strong fraternal love between the two men. I do love Matt. He's one of the nicest people I've ever met. I do think he's wonderful, Michael said. Matt agreed, said, I would stand up for Michael. He's a younger brother I wish I had had. And there you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. Traveling to Ireland and Europe has never been easier with Aer Lingus's year-round direct service from Toronto to Dublin, with connections available from more than 10 Canadian cities to Dublin. Smart flies Aer Lingus. Check them out online at www.airlingus.com. That's www.airlingus.com. Now you're up to date. Before we hand it back to the boys in Toronto, I would like to say Merry Christmas to our great hosts, Ken Tracy and Mark O'Brien and their families, as well as to you, our listeners, and our advertisers. Now it's back to Toronto with Kyolag Skrek. So the next week, folks, Nolag Hana, August Slongo Foyle.
Brilliant tune there, Kenny. Feed the world. Yeah. And uh, there was a big uh, announcement. I've actually put it even on our on our website there that Bob Geldof donated all the archives for Band-Aid to the National Library. Wonderful. And there was a fellow on the line that uh, I was talking to about it last night because Bob's had his his way with uh, Dublin of late, handing back his uh, freedom oh, of the yeah. city and all that. Yeah. Mr. Monaghan, 
very happy Christmas to you. Good morning, yeah, likewise, Ken and Mark. Good morning. How's it going? How are the heads? Ah, uh, the heads. Heads are great now. We um we went for a jog this morning. I'm glad yeah. we did. From about half eight to half nine, we went for a little what did run. We cover off about ten kilometres. I'd say was it? It was ten and a half. Yeah. 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 The I'd say I don't know. There should be some law against uh, operating a radio station in your condition. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, you're yeah. right. You're right. Uh, we have it under control. I'll tell you this much: we we normally, and maybe most of our listeners don't know this, but we normally come in and there's this kind of handoff from the um, uh, from the uh, Russian uh, radio hosts and uh, we came in here this morning and there was no sign of them at all oh. it was a Punjabi show being played here uh, on recording so right. I think we should be uh, I think we should be getting some accolades for at least coming in you know you turned up yeah we showed yeah, up yeah. exactly yeah Man. Brave men. So you've been busy with your committee there. I understand that. Um, what is it? Is it a white smoke that billows when? Uh, yes, when it something is like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, big announcement to make, Cormac, and uh, we'd we'd uh, love for the listeners to get the yeah, news. Yeah. Well, thank you. And uh, first of all, a big thank you to everyone that submitted a nomination. We had a lot of uh, emails this year. Much appreciated, and it's safe to say there's no shortage of very deserving nominees in this community. And I think it would take more than one award per year to chisel through that list. But um, obviously, just a great reflection on the what we've got going on here in the Irish community in Toronto. Um, and a special thank you to you lads and your fellow radio show hosts for helping us get the word out there. And uh, much like every other association, you're the, the gas in the engine, I suppose, on the publicity side. And I think a special shout-out to Steve Whelan, who inaugurated this award 27 or 28 years ago. And the yeah. fact that it's still going strong is... Uh, really testament to his vision, um, and it seems to go from strength to strength. So, without much further ado, uh, as is generally the case, when we announce the winner of the Irish First of the Year, two of the first words that spring to mind are long overdue, or maybe that's three words, I'm not sure, but clearly long overdue is appropriate here. And I think when people hear the winner's name, they'll be quite surprised to learn he hadn't previously got it. Um, Also of note is that this year's honoree is, we believe, the first such recipient uh, to actually have been born in Canada, so perhaps oh, uh, a new generation uh, that counts also probably right? wouldn't describe himself as new generation, <laughs> but, uh, but he's certainly um, born and bred in Canada. Uh, and so without much further ado, on behalf of the Irish First of the Year Committee, i just really honoured uh, to be able to add the name of Mr. Paddy Canavan Whoa. to our oh, community's lovely. unofficial Hall of Fame. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's great news. Congratulations, Paddy. That's good. Brilliant. And congratulations to Cormac, you and your committee. It's yeah, never it an, an easy, easy task, right? Fairness, you know? uh, and a lot, of, a lot of nominations for Paddy came in as well, and, uh, and as they do every year. But yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was just the right time. Now, I'm going to well, throw... Sorry, the right time a long time ago, but anyway. I'll throw a flag on the play now on the Canadian. Would Bill McCormick not have been born in Canada? Apparently not, no. We did some research, oh, yeah. and apparently he was born uh, somewhere between Leash and Mauritius. Oh, uh, yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot of acreage there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. very good, very good. So, oh, well, yeah, and just a little background on Paddy. I mean, you guys know, and most of your listeners know, but uh, he's been at the heart of many of the key community events over recent years, the parade, the Rose of Tralee, and the Irish Cultural Society in particular are the ones that have benefited the most from his leadership. He also ran a bar called Paddy's Place in the latter part of the last millennium, I think 70s, 80s, and 90s, which, as you know, Mark, was the stomping ground for a lot of the community. Yep. And, you know, somehow in his spare time, he found time to be served, to serve as alderman uh, for three terms in the old municipality of York. So, you know, his uh, contribution to Toronto wasn't just confined to the Irish community. Uh, it went further than that. And he retired from the school board a few years ago, and since then, if anything, has just increased his already massive contribution to this community. So, 
Sunday, March 4th, in the Hilton Hotel, will be rebranded as Paddy's Place, and uh, hopefully um, a lot of your listeners and a lot of the community will come out because it's not only Paddy's Place, it's Paddy's time. And uh, again, on behalf of the committee, I want to congratulate Paddy and his wife and the Colette and the entire family. It's a certainly a team effort in that household and uh, really deserving, and we are just really honoured that he's accepted. And we look forward to giving him a, a good day out in March. Wow, That's brilliant. wonderful, wonderful. Brilliant. I'm delighted for Paddy, um, and of course I've known him for many years in the community, and I'm, I'm glad you kind of opened it with the, the long overdue because I I, uh, I think it's uh, I think he's a fantastic um, nominee. I think he, he he embodies what that what that um, award is all about, and um, I'm very happy for him. And yeah, uh, no doubt, we're actually hoping to be able to have a word with Paddy later on here in the show, maybe in about five or ten minutes. If you're listening, Paddy. Just wait till Cormac uh, hangs up and then give us a call and uh, we'd love to chat to you. And um, I, I assume, Cormac, that you gave Paddy the news yourself personally this ah, week. Ah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, obviously, we have to yeah, check okay. in that yeah, <laughs> very sure good. the person's inclined to accept, which invariably they are, of course. But, uh, yeah, um, and we are got our ducks in a row a little earlier than normal. Uh, it's kind of nice to hit the ground running in the new year with a name out there and just organizing the event and, you know, printing brochures and yeah. selling tickets, etc. So, uh, yeah, so wonderful. for sure... We connected with Paddy early in the week, and he graciously accepted. Oh, wonderful! Well, we're gonna um, don't we won't we won't spoil that. I'll be asking Paddy, um, you know, what the uh, the emotion was when that phone call came in, and um, I I am a, I am sure that that means an awful lot to him as well. Um, I, I think uh, you know I think he'll be very uh, very honoured, and I think it brings incredible credibility to the um, uh, to the IPOY as well that that you put a name like that on it. So. Well done, buddy. Yeah, it was Fantastic. always a matter of time before we got around to Paddy, and he's the sort of guy you're kind of waiting for him to step down from a few roles, so yeah. honour him then and not be distracting him from his work, but That's I don't know, it. he's just getting busier and busier every year, and even that 70, sorry, beg pardon, the 50th anniversary event they had for the ICS during the summer was, again, just a yeah. personification of the Absolutely. The leadership and energy and results he brings sure. to everything he touches. So yeah, yeah. He rolls up. He rolls up the sleeves. There's no, no doubt, doubt about, about it. it. Yeah. yeah. Well done, Cormac. Well, we'll move okay, on man, here. Well, on us. And uh, have a great Christmas. And thanks again for everything you've done for us. You're very welcome. Away, and uh, thanks for keeping me out late last night. No, no problem. problem. And uh, safe driving now today. Yeah. Keep, keep her between the ditches. That's keep it. Between the well ditches. done, Cormac. Son. Okay. Thank Good you. Luck. Well Over done. And out, bye. So there you have it, Paddy Canavan, the uh, 2018 Ireland Person of the Year. I'm absolutely Brilliant. delighted for ah, Ken. Um, yeah, fantastic. Great. great news. And um, do you have a song now uh, lined up? Um, is, you don't have Fairy Tale of New York lined up here, do you? Uh, not ready to go, no. Ready but to go, we'll, we'll have it show. for Paddy, though. Yeah, that's for Paddy. I also wanted to make sure that I'm, uh, when we play that song, let me know now because oh, yeah. I want to also uh, have, give a shout out to somebody else. So. Ah, we will, of course. Anyway, hopefully we'll hear from Paddy here in the next couple of minutes. I'm looking forward to chatting to him. Very we'll good. Here with a bit of music. Here's a good one with a relations down Mayo way anyway. Bruce Springsteen. Well, hey. You better not cry You better not pout I'm telling you why
There we oh, go. There you go. Well, look at that. The big Christmas man in the red suit. The come boss. To town. The boss. The boss. Very and good. Christmas came early for the man on the line. Did. And uh, in many in many ways, he's the new boss, I guess. But um, we're delighted to be joined. And it's kind of surreal to introduce him. I think we're introducing him for the first time as the Ireland Person of the Year. Good morning, Paddy Canavan. Congratulations. How are you? Uh, good morning, Mark. And uh, I'm fine on this lovely weather. I can't <laughs> believe how you got up there. You must have went up there by sled today, did you? Yeah, uh, we, we just it felt like it. Uh, there's, a, there's a sharp turn into the driveway here. And I went right past it and had to, had to make a left at the next building. So, um, yeah, it's a bit slippy out there. Yes, it is. Good. Well, listen, congratulations. Congratulations. I, I, um, I assume that you may have heard uh, Cormac make the big announcement and, and thanks a lot on such uh, short notice for joining us. And um, uh, I, I, I kind of saved this question for you and not for Cormac, but uh, you got the phone call earlier this week. Tell us what the emotion was when, uh, when that call came in. Well, the funny thing was is that uh, I have been 
uh, emailing Carmack uh, about another item, and uh, I was reading his answer when he phoned me, and uh, and I thought it was to do with what we were talking about on on email, and uh, when he said that uh, would he um, would I would I be um, you know would like to accept the honor, and I said uh, well. Uh, I am a bit stunned, and I said yes, uh, and that, and I think, uh, in the sense is that, uh, as I said, uh, basically, I'm the probably the first uh, Irish Canadian or Irish Canadian background to yeah. get this award, and I felt that by getting it, I'm, um, all right, by accepting it, uh, that I'm accepting it on behalf of kind of all the people who have worked on the various committees with me, and because it's just not one person who, um, you know does it all it's uh, you know so since i first got elected president of the Toronto association in 1988 yeah. to the present uh, i've been lucky to have great committees that have worked with me yeah uh, well listen i think it's i think you're a fantastic uh, choice patty and um, i know i speak speak for ken as well when i say we're absolutely delighted for you um and I don't know where you get the uh, the energy to uh, you know to, to 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 do all of this. I mean, I I just I take my hat off to you. There's so uh, many things we could all be doing in the community, but you just do them. You just get the job done. And you know, Cormac did mention the event earlier on this year, and I, I just think that's the it epis, it epitomizes um, you know, the volunteerism and the the endeavor you have to just make things really good in the Irish community, so. Uh, well, that, I guess, was probably one of the biggest things. I mean, uh, we had almost 800 people at that event, and uh, and I was kind of told that, you know, we'd be lucky to get 300, right? Yeah. Well, actually, we, we were looking at 300 at the top, and then all of a sudden, they just kept on, you know, getting bigger and bigger, and, and I, you know, again, not only myself, but my committee, but then all the entertainers and all that who volunteered their time to do it. Um, there's an awful lot of people out there who do work and are never, you know, uh, never thanked enough uh, in the background from the various, uh, from the players to the county associations and that. There's yeah. somebody always doing something, uh, uh, Mark, uh, and that. And I said, like, when I, I think when I uh, go back with you, I think it's about, the late 80s, and uh, used to play on my soccer team. I did, that's right. <laughs> Paddy's play soccer team. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good old team there back then, uh, Paddy. So we well, a, we did win the championship. <laughs> we, we sure did, we sure did. <laughs> Went out in style. I mean, they didn't, rate, they didn't like giving us the cup, but we did take it. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't like giving us the cup. We had a, yeah, there was no one going to take it away from us, that's for sure. <laughs> no, not that night. <laughs> no, very good, very but, good. Um, no, and I, I really feel... Um, that, uh, you know, I mean, I got this award, and uh, I specifically like to thank the committee for uh, naming me that, but also to all the people who set, uh, put my name forward. Uh, uh, them, I think. I don't know who they are. Uh, I've heard of a couple of them, but I mean, I'd just like to say that um, my thanks uh, go to them. And, yeah. and also, as you're aware, that uh, not only myself have been involved in all these committees, but my wife and my, fa- my wife, Colette, and my family uh, yeah. have always got themselves deeply involved as I have so I think it's uh, something that we all have to uh, say that uh, it's just not one man or one person it's yeah. it's many people and you know that yourself absolutely yeah so now you turn your attention towards I, I you know I can't but um, uh, kind of visualize the head table at the event in in March are you visualizing are you thinking you're up there 
I, I just going to be so it's going to be just great to see you up there. But uh, do, you, do you kind of think about that you, in your head? Do you like start visualizing the I big day itself? I have, and I've have gone to my speechwriter, <laughs> <laughs> good man, uh, <laughs> who's my daughter Sinead, uh, yes. and she says, "Well, you surprise everybody." And I said, "Why?" She says, "Just get up, and say thank you, and sit down." <laughs> <laughs> Not happening, Patty. It's not happening, right? <laughs> uh, no, it's not happening. But uh, better to get busy. But uh, uh, but I thought that was quite funny at the time. Yeah, that, and, that is very uh, funny. Yeah, because I've been known not to. Uh, it's the first time actually uh, I'm going to an event and I haven't been asked to sell tickets for. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because, you know, well, we'll, we'll, you know, everybody sees me coming. They're they're hiding their wallets. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll we'll take care of that. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Yeah. All right. Very I, good. The uh, yeah. So I know you'd asked me about a song. And, yes, um, I did. And I did pick Fairy Trails of New York, and it's primarily because of my memories of yeah. all the all you <laughs> younger generation who came in the 80s and uh, the late 80s and 90s, early 90s into Toronto. Yeah. And I used to see you at uh, Crazy Crazy Nights and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, <laughs> and all those memories of those days uh, kind of come floating back to you. And uh, that how much I enjoyed. And that song was was the big hit at the time. It was. And That's it could have been the Fairy Tales of Toronto at the time. It could have been the Fairy Tales of New York because there was just as much going on here as it was probably in the, New, in the States at the time. Yeah. So if you could play that song, it much appre- would be much appreciated. And uh, I know I'll up. be uh, probably seeing you later this week uh, sometime. Sounds good. And, yeah. and that, but uh, I'd like to thank you and, uh, and, and Ken for all your support that you do for all things Irish in the city uh, on your program. And uh, I know that uh, we can always look forward to both of you doing things for us. Absolutely. And uh, on the run up to the event itself, we'd love to get you into studio live and we'll we'll do an old show here together and do some uh, tell, tell tell some tell some stories in here together. So I'm looking forward to doing that, Patty. Yeah, we you enjoy your, <laughs> you, you enjoy your Christmas now, and we've got this we got this tune lined up for you. I think it's very fitting. Okay, fine. Thank you very much, Mark. And, Take care, and, Patty. and Ken. Thank you very much for okay. uh, for uh, inviting me on the on the show this morning. Well done. Okay, bye now. There was Christmas Eve in the drunk tank. An old man said to me, won't see another one. And then I sang a song, the rare old mountain dew. I turned my face away and dreamed about you. Came in eighteen to one. I've got a feeling this year is for me and you. So happy Christmas! I love you, baby. I can see a better time when all our dreams come true. Me Broadway 
Wayne of New York City When, when the band finished playing They held up for more Sinatra was swinging All the drunk flag was singing We kissed on the corner Then danced through the night The boys of the envelope You're a bum, you're a punk, you're an old slut and junk laying there on this bed on a dripping that bed. You scumbag, you maggot, you cheap, lousy faggot, happy Christmas, you're outside, my God, it's our love. The boys of the NYPD chorus still singing, go away, bread. When you think of Irish tradition, what comes to mind? Live music, great hospitality, and a pub atmosphere of laughter and song imported from the Emerald Isle itself. And one of Ireland's greatest imports is the Keane family, serving up the finest fare and crack this side of County Galway since 1991 at the Galway Arms. The family-owned pub has been charming patrons since, well, last century, and as a result attracts some of the GTA's greatest Irish characters. Known far and wide for its chef-designed menu and traditional Irish music, it's also Toronto's home of Gaelic games live from Ireland on the big screens. You can like them on Facebook, and you're sure to like them in person. Visit thegalwayarms.ca to view daily specials. The Galway Arms, your home away from home, and not too far from home, at 838 The Queen way in Etobicoke. Call 416-251-0096. Make a date and make it for the Galway Arms. Very good. And again, congratulations to Paddy Canavan and uh, that fairy tale of New York song. I also wanted to uh, play, make sure that we played that tune for Bill Turner um, um, wanted to wish his wife, uh, Phyllis, a very happy birthday oh, on lovely. Christmas Eve. Tomorrow's Christmas her birthday. No great day for your birthday. It is my But you get gifts in consecutive days, I suppose. You oh, probably you would, of course. Bundle, yeah. up, bundle them up into one big one. Anyway, congratulations, um, uh, Phyllis. And that comes out from your husband, Bill. 
and he's still mad. He's still mad in love. Madly with you. in love. Mad in love with oh, you. Sure, yeah, that's great. Right, time for the Guinness Community Calendar of Events. Uh, now arriving in Canada, Ken Guinness Hop House Thirteen, all the way from the Open Gate Brewery at St James's Gate in Dublin, double hopped for a more flavorful lager from the first sip to the crisp finish. Uh, earning its name from the original Hop House 13 at St. James's Gate, it's now available at select pubs and it's arriving across Canada in 500 milliliter cans. Hey. Guinness Hop House 13. More hops, more taste, more character. Give us the calendar, Lovely. Kenny. Uh, it's a quiet one now, in fairness, as it usually is over this time of the year. But very importantly, with uh, an email from Michael Hurley this week and the pot of gold tickets, they're selling like hotcakes. Oh, Lord. But. W- you don't want to be too late now. You want to get it in. Get it in, yeah. Right? I think so we if owe you some haven't money. bought one, oh, we do, don't we? We owe money for that, yeah, yeah. We do. That's all right. We'll pay it. We're in, though. Um, there might be a few, although, you know what? A lot of the sellers are selling out, but uh, there's always an extra ticket in there for, for someone who wants one. So if you haven't got your pot of gold ticket, give uh, any of the sellers a call, or you can call Michael Hurley directly himself, 416-233-4960. On Saturday, December the 30th, there's a closeout of the old year, um, and it's a Cayley from 7.30 till 11. You can bring the entire family, and uh, that is at Port Perry Legion on 484 Bay Street in Port Perry. There'll be uh, light refreshments, live music by the Hannigan clan, and dances will be called by our pal Maureen O'Leary. And uh, tickets are $12 for adults, and children 5 to 12 are only $5. So get out there. You can give them a call for, for more information at uh, 905-985-4205. And on January the 5th, the Kyoltus will be running a little Christmas Cayley at the Emeralds Isles Senior Centre, and that, of course, is up there on Danforth Avenue, and that will be a family event. And on Saturday, January the 6th, another little Christmas Cayley at the Wayside Academy in Duro, and that's uh, happening at 7 o'clock. Music starts at half 7, and it'll run till midnight. And Maureen will be calling the dances there. So if you've got an event that's coming up and you want us to announce it, just send me an email, ken at saturdayirishradio.com. And, of course, you can go to our website, saturdayirishradio.com, and get all the old email addresses yes. and stories of the day. And uh, if you ever miss a show, of course, you can go and listen to it there as well. So Yeah. And um, also, congratulations, uh, you mentioned Maureen. Uh, Maureen yes. was the winner of the Coronas tickets last oh, week. Oh, that's right. She got indeed. the correct yeah. answer, and the Coronas were indeed from Dublin. And she was the first in with the right answer. She's usually the first in. Like she's very good with the There's old... A big uh, draw. There was a lot of entries into that one there she now. She has the digits on the phone, I think, ready oh, when quick. our show was on. Yeah. Anyway, quick. congratulations to her. And we have two more tickets given away. Yes, we? we have indeed. We've got two more tickets to give away. So... Uh, Tell us uh, who the man in the big red suit will be coming in the next few days, and you could win yourself a pair of tickets. Yeah, who's coming Coronas. in two days' time? Aye. Send us an old email, mark at saturdayirishradio.com, ken at saturdayirishradio.com. Good stuff. And uh, that fairy tale in New York, I, was, uh, I might have been telling you last night, I know I was chatting to some of the lads, it was a great documentary on RTE this week, this la- past Thursday. All right. On the whole making of fairy tale in New York the song and the, the whole how it came about yeah and very very good uh, so if you get a chance you might google fairy tale in New York hmm. and see that documentary how did and it come uh, about is well it, it took it two years of, yeah. uh, two years to, to write the whole thing yeah and uh, Elvis Costello was was producing the Pogues music at, at that stage okay. but then they got a new producer one of U2's uh, uh, producers came in and they, you know, they were obviously writing this song, bits and pieces. There was uh, Kate O'Reardon used to play the bass in the Pogues. Yeah. She was the original singer on it. And um, this fella, anyway, the U2 producer, was married to 
Kirsty McCall. Oh, and so that's he how took she it got home, and he was working yeah. on it, and he um, he eventually he never told the Pogues this. Yeah, but uh, he got her to to sing on it, and then he came back to the Pogues and said, "I think you're this is the woman yeah. for singing it." Wow. So and that's how uh, oh, that's, that's how that all came wow. about, yeah. And Very good. Uh, and it, it interviewed, um, of course, uh, Shane McGowan and his wife, and she was teasing him because apparently he he really had a thing for Kirsty McCall oh, as well. Cool. So, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, there you go. Oh, very good. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Hey, I just wanted to do a shout out now yes, for, um, you have an old, uh, Celtic woman. I do um, indeed. And there's a Celtic woman that listens to our show, uh, avidly every, um, uh, every Saturday and um, I'm going to be marrying into her family. She's going to be my man. Oh, the, wow. The poor, the poor crater. And it was her birthday yesterday. Oh, so happy, happy birthday. happy birthday to Kathleen Morley. And uh, looking forward to having a couple of glasses of wine with you over the Christmas. 21 again. Turkey, 21 again. Oh, yeah, tell you. keeps going. It's brilliant. Congratulations on the on the old birthday yesterday. And I hope you had a nice night out with the family there last night and they looked after you. Lovely. I'd be doubling up on the gifts as well, Kathleen. Oh, yeah, well, of course. Yeah. Great Christmas. You better got something nice there. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm off now to get a turkey. Would that oh, do the job, man, do you that think? That will do it. Huh? That will do it indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Going over to Uncle Tony's, by the way. Oh, good man. Off to get the turkey, yeah. I have to get one of them. Yeah. Is it? Do you want me to get you one? Yeah, we'll have to go down and get that now after the show. <laughs> oh, no. All right. another Christmas show that wraps it up yeah happy wonderful. Christmas to everyone and thanks for all your support and um, 
And a big uh, happy birthday to his sister coming up here on very good December the 26th. Yeah. We'll have to be going back home for that one next year. All right. Yeah. The year after. All right. Good stuff. Slongal air. for our Irish community can be heard every Saturday from 11 a.m.